Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. This episode will be a small cup of tea, my take on a mini episode. Each week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about how they are responding to quarantine, social distancing, and COVID-19. This week, I am joined by my guest, Simone Policano. And hi. Hi. How are you? I am I am good. I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Let me read your bio and then we'll like schmooze it up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Simone, an actor who uses she, her pronouns and producer, whose work has been featured in the Tribeca Film Festival, on Comedy Central, IFC, and The New Yorker, among others. She recently appeared off-Broadway in The Play That Goes Wrong and on the CBS show Blue Bloods. She also recently accidentally started a COVID-19 response nonprofit, which is what we're here to talk about today, which is so true. Lord <laughs> help. <laughs> doing great. Um, I am so excited to sit and talk to you about this. I was so excited when Asher first told me about you. Um, he messaged me and he was like, hey, so you have lots of nonprofit experience. And I have a friend who like, accidentally started one I'm like tell to give me a call (laughs) (laughs) and I am I'm so grateful you just jumped on a zoom with me and we're like okay cool what are all of your questions and I was like help which way does gravity go because I don't remember because I haven't slept in a month no and I I I would tell you on that call like I am so impressed of like someone who is 25 you and your two friends started this you know organization in a time that a lot of people needed it and in New York and New Jersey which I feel like have been hit the hardest so yeah, like take us through that whole process. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole thing is a lesson in um, be careful what you post on Facebook because you might accidentally start a nonprofit. That's what they keep telling us. <laughs> okay. So I'm th- I think this was March 12th, you know, a month and a half ago, aka seven years ago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was just walking home um, to my apartment in Queens and I passed my local supermarket and I saw a bunch of elderly folks, you know, in going in and out of the store. And at this point we weren't in like full quarantine mode, but it was kind of starting to get bad. And I remember just feeling uncomfortable and being like, oh, I feel like I should be offering to go like have them stay outside and have me go, you know, buy stuff for them because I just, I don't know, I feel like they shouldn't be going in, in grocery stores and they should be staying home. Um, but I didn't do that because I didn't want to just ask a stranger to give me their money to, you know, buy their food for them. Um, but when I got home, I just like posted on Facebook and I was like, does anybody know of a way that like a healthy young person could volunteer to help um, bring elderly or immunocompromised folks some groceries so they can stay home? 
And a bunch of my friends reached out and everyone was kind of like, I don't know of an infrastructure like this, but I would love to help. Like, you know, if you find something, let me know. And so then I was just like, you know, what? I'm going to just start making a list, like a Google spreadsheet of people who, you know, would be interested um, as all things begin in the Google spreadsheet and <laughs> famous last words. Um, and then my friend Liam, who's like a, uh, the brother of a really good friend of mine. And, you know, I've known Liam for a long time. Um, he called me and he was like, Hey, I, I saw your Facebook status and I would love to help. Like, why don't we, you know, why don't we figure out how to make something that can let people do this? Um, so, you know, we took two days and gathered names and made a website and started thinking about like the logistics of how to do it. And then our website went live March 14th. And I don't know, the phrase, the rest is history is so cliche, but, um, you know, the, an, another girl, um, reached out to me. She saw the website. Her name is Healy. She's great. Um, and she was like, Hey, I was thinking of doing something similar to this. Like would love to, you know, join up with you guys. And then, you know, like 24 hours later, I don't know, we woke up and somehow truly like don't know how everyone had found us. Like we had missed calls from CNN and Good Morning America. And it was just like, what is happening? Um, but I think that like the sort of the media surge speaks to, you know, how I think people really want like good stories right now. And I think everything feels so dark that, you know, people were really excited and we're, we're so grateful. People were really excited for to, you know, share our little story. Yeah. I mean, when you and I talked on the phone and one of my favorite sayings, like having been a nonprofit for so long is people want to help. They just don't know how. And so when you were telling yeah. me that like overnight you had like fat, like tens of thousands of like so many like volunteers who were just like, Hey, like I want to help and do all this stuff. So I, I, like you're saying, I think it's a beautiful thing that y'all were just like, Hey, we're going to like fix it, I guess, or like build it and we'll see what happens. So yeah. I mean, I think also the thing, the biggest lesson has been for me is like getting rid of perfectionism. I'm mm. such a perfectionist. And this is something I don't even think I like actually cognitive, like cognitively thought of until like last night, but it's so easy to talk yourself out of doing anything because you're like, well, what if I mess it up? Or what if it goes wrong? Or what if it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And ultimately, you know, as of right now, we've done over 3,500 deliveries and you know, all across um, New York and parts of New Jersey. And like, you know what, if something, I don't know, goes wrong and the whole thing falls apart tomorrow, that's still 3,500 deliveries that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And right. I, you know, it's such a monumental thing to, if you go into something like, I'm going to start a nonprofit organization that's going to like, no, I'm an actor and a producer. And I like, that would have never happened. But I mean, this started off as like, I was like, I'm going to gather people and then I will like group text you know, my, the 10 people on the Upper West Side and be like, hey, Ethel needs blueberries. Can someone go get it? And that's how, I mean, it started with me just like literally group texting people right. and it expanded to such, you know, it's so much bigger than that now, but I think you have to look at it one step at a time or you're never going to do anything. And I still, and I think, you know, shout out to anyone who's in the nonprofit space. I'm sure you, you know, hear me on this, but I wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat of like, oh my God. And what if I didn't put this safety precaution in place? Or what if I didn't, you know, and every something horrible goes wrong. And it's like more likely than not, you know, I'm not doing it perfectly. No one's doing anything perfectly and it's messy. But I think people appreciate the fact that even though it's messy, we still were like, we're going to try to figure this out because better to do it messy than not do it at all. Yeah, no, 100%. I still have sweat dreams. I haven't worked a nonprofit anymore. I'm still like, oh my gosh, like what if I would have done this? Like it's it's yeah. just, you're doing it right if you're sweating in your sleep. Yeah. Um, and I also like remember you telling me like there's this one like elderly person who's like, hey, like 
I ordered this and it hasn't come yet. And you're like, listen, there are volunteers on the way. Like no one's getting paid. And you're like, oh, people are like, take your time. It's a volunteer. Like I think there's also like that level of it too. Of, like people are just doing it out of the goodness of their heart and other people yeah. are just really grateful for that too. Yeah. And I've, you know, we've heard a lot from volunteers of like, they're really grateful for the opportunity to, to feel like they're doing something. And I think, I mean, it definitely for me came out of a place of like, oh my God, I'm, I, I don't want to just watch Netflix for the foreseeable future. And I want to help people. And how, like, how do I do that? Yeah. I think it's good to give people a specific kind of way to help. Yeah. I mean, I guess we also have to talk about like how fast you're growing and like, like you're saying, like the media surge between like the interviews. And then also like I texted you the other day because you were on uh, your friend Amanda wrote into My Favorite Murder, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And then like <laughs> that podcast is huge. Like it's probably one of the biggest like ones yeah out there um and so when I heard them say invisible hands I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> immediately text you and Asher just being like hey so it's probably gonna get like another wave of like oh yeah. I mean, we can always we can always kind of tell when something has aired or whatever because we're like oh we got you know a bunch of requests or like donations which has been amazing um yeah I mean it's again it's this crazy thing of like building it while you fly it which mm. is you know, no one, I mean, because this emerged as a crisis response, right? And and COVID is unique in that it's a crisis response that, you know, is seems terrifyingly indefinite. And I think, you know, if it's something that's like hurricane relief, like, you know, the hurricane is over and then it's a bunch of people trying to, you know, do damage control and like help the people who have been affected by the event in the past tense. And this is weird because it's just like an ongoing, I've been saying, you know, it's like a sprinted marathon because every day the stakes are so high and it's like that craziness fight or flight of a sprint, but no one knows how long it's going to go. And like that, I mean, that's crazy. And, you know, we have like, our volunteers are amazing. Like the, the runners who are the foot soldiers kind of, they're, they're amazing a hundred percent. And then also we have a team of like six, you know, basically managerial positions of like, you know, director of operations and our software engineer and someone who manages our call center who are up from dawn till dusk doing this for zero dollars. Right. And, and, you know, and, and, and again, it's a, it's a hard thing because, you know, first of all, Huge shout out to all of the women in the film industry because the team of people really working in the managerial positions behind the scenes on operation for Invisible Hands are all people, it's like women in, in film, it's like producers and directors and like that's just happened to who came out of the fold. Um, so it's a lot of people who are used to kind of like the run of a set and like know how to sort of make something into a formula. But again, everyone's doing it out of the, good, out of the goodness of their hearts and it's crazy to watch. I love it. I know. I'm like so in awe. And like, speaking of like growing out and like people coming out of the woodwork, I think also we have to point out that like y'all are tentatively expanding, I feel like, like you're in New York and New Jersey now. Yeah. So we're, first of all, so there's two kinds of expansion. I mean, there's expanding within New York and New Jersey. Like, you know, we started off in the five boroughs and now we've like opened up Long Island and we opened up Bergen County and like, like it's, you know, it's outward expansion within New York and New Jersey is happening um, every day as we continue to amass people. Um, but then, yeah, so we are basically talking about doing a kind of pilot chapter expansion in Philly. Um, Philly is, you know, a city that's like New York in some ways and different from New York in other ways. Like it's, it's more driving, but it's not, you know, it's not like a, a LA or something, which mm. is like a 
pretty much fully driving city. So we'll get a sense of how it's going to work with more drivers. Um, and, and, you know, so we've got like, a, there's a, there's a team in Philly who is taking, obviously taking the reins on that chapter. And they are personally acquainted with, you know, the geography of Philly and how there's, it's going to be different in, in every city. Um, no, I yeah, love that. Uh, I, I love that. Like, you're like the the parent chapter and then like you'll like trickle down and go from yeah. there and like and like people who live there and know it I think that's brilliant and beautiful and like again another way to build like really good infrastructure of like why <laughs> try to learn it when people already know it and they just want to yeah. help out so kudos exactly, exactly. Uh, that's uh, I could talk to you all day about this I am like <laughs> I just I again I'm just so in awe of the of you and your three and your two friends and just like everyone who's like come and help and just the amount of like love and support y'all have gotten because I mean yeah like it's a scary time right now like no one knows like what's really going on and how long like we'll be in quarantine and you know what that means for, especially for older folks who can't leave the house so I, I think it's like beautiful that like us as a community are taking care of each other and so I really want to like applaud y'all for that and so much helping to make things beautiful and <clears throat> the offer still stands like if you ever need any sort of help with nonprofit things it's like still my favorite thing to do so thank you no yeah come back to the nonprofit space we miss, <laughs> I can't really say we miss you because I feel like I'm shocked that I'm now in the nonprofit space but um no but you were so helpful I mean like I think just having because this literally happened accidentally overnight it's so overwhelming and having people who have done it and like intended to do it and have had time to like learn how to do it I think you know having you as a mentor is such a wonderful thing <laughs> um, I'll be sure to link all of your information in the show notes um, all the links leading back to invisible hands um, but like I said short mini episode so I will wrap here and ask my question that I ask at the end of every episode what is the best advice you were ever given or what's a piece of advice you would give to your younger self so I was thinking about this, the best advice I've ever given applied to like my college experience, but I think is so applicable to just life. Um, you know, I went into school thinking I wanted to be a theater psych double major. And then there was, I got to school and there was all these like interesting classes in this department called American studies that I was like, what is this? And I kept trying to fit those classes in to my the, the schedule of a double major that I had decided I needed to get. And I talked to my grandma and she was like, Simone, you're not like pre-law or pre-med or something. Instead of trying to fit your classes around your major, why don't you choose your major based on which classes you authentically want to take? And my mind just exploded. And I was like, that's so true. And I think, so I ended up being an American studies major because that was all the classes I really wanted to take. But, you know, to apply that to life, I think it's so easy to feel like we have a structure imposed on us and we have to work you know, color inside the lines. And by the way, if that were true, Invisible Hands wouldn't exist because I would have been like, I'm an actor and a producer. Who am I to like start something? But I was like, what do I want to do right now? Help people. So that's what I'm going to do. And I will figure it out as I go. And that's Absolutely. kind of what happened. So, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much. This thank has been beautiful. Good. I feel like I'm going to talk to you all the time now. Like I'm just like, <laughs> please, 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 please. <laughs> you have the number. No. We, can, we can text yeah. and call whenever you want. Thank um, you so much. Of course, of course. Uh, that's it for this, this week's episode of The Tea with Brie, Small Cups of Tea. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Tea with Brie. Send me an email at the tea with Brie at gmail.com and visit the website, the tea with Brie podcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. As always, a special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will talk to y'all later this week. Bye.